0: welcome back to the spartan pride podcast jonathan shop here with you on the fans first sports network today we are looking back again chase it again is the name of the spartan pride substack article series reposting my work from 2013 as we are celebrating those 2013 michigan state spartans And now we get to the good part, if you will. Today we're talking about the game that took place on October 27, 2013. Michigan State at Illinois. And for all intents and purposes, for my money, which is just as good as yours, this is the key week in the Spartan football season. This is when it took off from good to great. We're going to talk about it because it did not necessarily start that way. It actually started with a fantastic example of when fake it till you make it goes wrong. And it ends up in an all-time road victory for Mark D'Antonio's Michigan State Spartans as Michigan State would go on to mow down the Illini 42-3. There's a... Enough to jump into here. We're going to start by taking a look at what we were expecting in this Outlook Moving Forward article. We'll talk about the game itself, and then the carryover, really, and the implications, the compounding interest of what Michigan State did at Illinois that day and applied the rest of the way through 2013. That's on this edition of the Spartan Pride Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network felt that the offense was Iowa flat, which is a horrible thing to say. That's the way it looked, as the offense really struggled against Purdue the week before. Connor Cook did not do very much. There were a couple of big plays. But Cook had only 33 passing yards at the end of the third quarter. And I note that he probably should have been subbed out at some point. That's how far things go in this sport, especially when you're breaking in a new quarterback. And that's good to keep in mind this year as Michigan State brings in a new quarterback or two. We may see a situation where they don't play very well, and then all of a sudden things turn around in a hurry. That's kind of what happened for Cook in the second half of the Illinois game, which we're going to get to in a bit. Tony Lippett. Man, was he doing well. Obviously, he made the play of the game there at Purdue. And Antonio talked a bit about him. And he also talked about, for the first time, this guy named Jack Conklin. Said he's a redshirt freshman that's played very, very well. Yeah, yeah. It turned out he's going to get even better, as we know what happened to the Spartans. Really all-time offensive lineman under Mark D'Antonio. Goes on to be a top 10 NFL pick, a first-year All-Pro. Had some injuries in his pro career, but it's not done. And his legacy is in stone at the top of the offensive lineman list for michigan state under mark d'antonio so the offense really was not looking good going into purdue and i was expecting a lot from them because illinois wasn't very good so sometimes michigan state offenses would look sloppy this was really the last time i believe that happens in 2013 for any extended period of time we were looking for the offense to come out and make some plays and do some work. Illinois was not good at anything that year. They were not good at offense. Something had to give, and sur- surely, you know, it did, but not right away. Not right away. You may have forgotten, I did as well, just how that game started, but we're gonna get to that in a moment. Defensively, Michigan State coming off a shutout, not much more they could do honestly thought you had a shot at back-to-back shutouts against Illinois. Illinois was not good. Now, Bill Cubitt was a really good offensive coordinator and a pretty successful head coach, relatively speaking, in Big Ten country, we'll call it. He was running the offense for Illinois at that point and actually did a pretty good job of working with what he had. Uh, There wasn't a whole lot of talent in Champaign at that time, and it would be evident by the effort against Michigan State. The special teams was not doing very much, but you gotta remember the punter was busy. If you're only scoring 14 in a 14-0 game, Mike Sadler had punted seven times, dropping three inside the 20, and added a tackle in that Purdue game, which doesn't happen too often. You don't want your punter tackling too much. But this is one of the golden ages for Spartan kicking. I mean, there's a lot of them, but Mike Sadler and Michael Geiger, boy, did they do a lot of really good work, and they would, of course, continue to do so. Sometimes Michigan State doesn't realize what they have in a kicker or punter. This this was not that time. Mark D'Antonio and company and Spartan Nation knew they really had something going with Sadler and with Michael Geiger kicking the field goals. So we were looking for Michigan State to come out with some energy to galvanize on the road, which some of the D'Antonio teams did, and really kind of make up for a blowout that never was. They did not blow Purdue out. 14-0 is not a blowout at all. They absolutely blew Illinois out, but that game did not actually go exactly how you would expect it. So after an off game, after an off day in part against Purdue, We were looking for Michigan State to put another piece of the puzzle together and come out and deliver a full spread of Spartan football 2013. They in fact would do just that and we're gonna talk about it in a moment. Before we do, I gotta look back again at my perhaps another thoughts section. Some of that stuff has aged well, some of it is almost irrelevant at this point this time we're talking about the reality of how far Michigan State had gone under Mark D'Antonio from a program completely blown up after Nick Saban left. took nine years to get back to really prominence and national consideration and Big Ten contention. And part of the way to get there back then, even though bowls are not as big a deal as they were even 10 years ago, Michigan State qualified for a seventh straight bowl game with that win over Purdue. At that time, for the younger folks, and if you're just getting to school, you got to understand, that was a really big deal. That's how far Michigan State came back under Mark D'Antonio. Younger folks will not understand because Spartan football will not fall as far as it did after Nick Saban left. But Mark D'Antonio probably can't get enough credit for what he did to bring it all the way back. There was a strange change in the Big Ten Network. And I always call it the Big Ten Network because for some reason they dropped, uh, they dropped the from it. That's fine. But you gotta understand how jealous people were. And this is what I'm talking about. Uh, at this time, you couldn't even find a top 25 SEC matchup very easily. And there was a lot of jealousy of the Big Ten Network at this time in 2013. We look at it today, everybody's got their own network. They got new agreements. You can find just about every single college football game in the country whenever you want it. That really was not the case in the 2000s, not even close. And it really wasn't an idea until the Big Ten Network was existing and airing games all day. There was a period of time where they could only air one game a week. Thankfully, that ended and the Big Ten Network was cooking in 2013. A lot of people hated the Big Ten for it, but boy, did it make a difference. And you're starting to see that difference when you have players going to school across the Big Ten that know of their school, that followed their school, learned about their program of choice via that Big Ten network. There's even a note about some trouble that Miami of Florida got into and some punishment they got in. Ay, ay, ay. The only thing I note there is the lack of additional punishment can only serve to inspire others to cheat more aggressively. Yeah. 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 That, that, that kind of (laughs) happened. That happened a little bit. That was going on at the time. Uh, Ole Miss, some other scandals were going on. So that, that, that idea was pretty present and pretty accurate. So that's a look back at the outlook moving forward. That's the series I wrote for Spartan Nation. This was a Series that was posted a couple of days before the game that many of you enjoyed, and that we're revisiting as we look back at this 2013 Michigan State football team that went 13 and 1. That was teeing it up. We're going to break it down after this Michigan State's 42 to 3 win over Illinois. But do you remember it did not start looking like that's what it would end up to be? A Michigan State blowout did not start too fast. We're talking about a next on the Spartan Pride podcast. Michigan State would go on to hammer Illinois 42-3, to but you may not remember that the game did not start looking anything like that. Illinois takes a 3-0 lead early, and Illinois head coach Tim Beckman runs halfway out on the field almost and is, is really trying to fire up his team with, let's just say, some over-enthusiasm. He might have needed to curb his enthusiasm. I look at this now, I look back at the highlights this, this week, and it's like, ooh, This is fake it till you make it goes wrong. This is Tim Beckman thinking we got a shot to take down this wannabe front runner. We're going to take Michigan State out. They're not ranked for a reason and we're going to get them. Well, they got up three to nothing and they did not score again. The entire first quarter, Illinois pretty much led. Michigan State would take a seven to three lead early in the second, but that's not too much. And then I've forgotten about this. They kind of stumbled towards the half. They're trying to set up a field goal. They're out of timeouts. Connor Cook takes a sack with 42 seconds left. Michigan State's got to hurry. Again, it's 7-3. Illinois looks like they might get out of the half with nothing else happening. With about 19 seconds left, the Spartans snap it. Cook scrambles. Cook throws a touchdown pass. To one of his favorite guys, Benny Fowler. Michigan State goes up 13 to 3 at the half. Alright. Illinois still in the game? No. This is where the season took off. This to me is where the magical run started. In a second half that Michigan State would dominate 28 to nothing and roll. Illinois, 42-3. to three. And Beyond that, this is when they found fifth gear and they put the foot to the floor. For all the times you saw, especially in the um, the Nick Saban era of the late 90s and, and before, especially in the trestle ball era, especially in the D'Antonio era, all the times you saw where you wanted Michigan State to step on the gas and go, this was the day that they did so because they had Illinois beat pretty early in the third and all they did was turn it on and hammer the Illini. This would be the final week that Michigan State was unranked. And I think the final week that they would be unranked for more than a couple of seasons, I think until the Badger bomb went off in 2016 and maybe even a week after that. They just absolutely hammered. The fake it till you make it out of Tim Beckman in Illinois. Illinois was three for 10 on third downs. Illinois had 25 yards rushing and they threw in the towel after 21 attempts. Illinois had 128 yards of total offense. Michigan State had 477 and eh, they probably could have had more. This is where it started to get fun. Everything the Spartans had been lacking up to this point came together on the 26th of October, 2013, when the idea of chase it really started to come together. I look back at this at 29 first downs to eight for Illinois. It's just an absolute dominant performance. To me, this was the day that the season had a chance to go from good to great. I've heard Mark D'Antonio talk about the Iowa game in the past. I've heard Connor Cook mention it as well. I don't think that was it. To me, this is the one. You had the Purdue stumbles after, and you even had the first quarter stumble, if you will. You know, Illinois is in the game. Illinois is looking at going in the half, thinking, hey, we're only going to be down 7-3. to three. All of a sudden, they're down 14-3. to three. Ouch. And then they just get blown away in the second half. By a Michigan State team that would not be unranked again for years and would only soar from that first ranking the following week. There is no doubt this is one of the games that we're gonna see highlights from this fall. There's no doubt this is one of the games that people should remember most. Michigan State goes on the road, they don't stumble out of the gate, but they're they're, they're not in control. And then they basically pick the ball up, and dunk on Illinois, and block them out of the lane, and check them into the boards, and leave them in the dust, any other sports analogy you want to make, and they hit the gas pedal and score 42 straight points to run them out of their own stadium, 42-3, to making it kind of look like They were playing University of Alabama-Birmingham in Mark D'Antonio's very first game back in 2007. They made a road Big Ten game look like a complete mismatch. And from there, the match was struck. And from there, that football team was ready to roll. Of course, the next week would be the game against the Michigan Wolverines 42 to three Michigan State destroys Illinois sets the table for an amazing run that's set to come we look back at it in the outlook moving forward we look back at it here in the Spartan Pride podcast you know what's coming next what's coming next is a look back at the Michigan game in 2013 this is the Spartan Pride podcast on the fans first sports network I'll see you then.